It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today is Friday, October 4th, 2019. On this day in 1931, New York gangster and hitman Vincent Mad Dog Cole was arrested for the murder of five-year-old Michael Vengali. After a two-month manhunt, the police finally closed in on Cole, but it would take more than an arrest warrant to bring down one of the city's most infamous criminals. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today we're talking about the arrest of Vincent Cole, a 23-year-old gangster and hitman so unhinged that New York Mayor Jimmy Walker called him a mad dog. In July 1931, Cole and his gunmen ambushed a rival gang member on a crowded street, and a children's lemonade stand was caught in the crossfire. As soon as the Harlem Baby Massacre hit the headlines, Cole became the most wanted man in New York. A few months later, he was finally in police sights. Before we unpack the ramifications of Cole's arrest, let's go back to the morning of October 4th, 1931. Patrolman Thomas Lynch fiddled with his radio. It was hard to make out anything through the static on a Sunday morning before his coffee kicked in, too. They hadn't quite worked out the kinks in this newfangled police radio system. He could just barely hear the alert coming through. A car had been spotted fleeing the scene of a bombing two nights before. License plate 4A829. The bombing was at a warehouse full of bootleg liquor, a warehouse belonging to Dutch Schultz. Lynch was only a beat cop, but he'd lived in the Bronx long enough to know that if a pipe bomb had flown through Dutch Schultz's window, it could only mean one thing. Vincent Cole was back. Calling Mad Dog Cole a gangster was generous. The 23-year-old fugitive was little more than a thug. Instead of bootlegging or bookkeeping, he specialized in murder for hire and kidnapping for ransom. He'd hold anyone hostage, other mobsters, bankers, Broadway stars. 
But that summer, he'd crossed the line by firing his machine gun into a crowded street full of children. Now, Cole was known as a baby killer, exactly the kind of monster that cops like Lynch had devoted their lives to stopping. The police commissioner had ordered that if anyone were to come across him, they should shoot to kill. Lynch scribbled down the license plate number and headed out on his beat. With any luck, he'd be the one to bring down Vincent Cole. It was still early morning when Lynch cruised past a garage at 33rd and 9th. His eyes scanned over the lot, and a green car on the washing rack caught his attention. He peered closer at the license plate number, 4A829. Lynch checked his notepad. It was a match. After a two-month manhunt, the NYPD was closer than ever to catching public enemy number one. And it was all because of patrolman Thomas Lynch. He called the dispatch, and within an hour, dozens of plainclothes detectives were swarming the neighborhood, ready to pounce. And Lynch was sent back to his beat. Can't have patrol cars scaring the criminals away. If he was lucky, he'd get a mention in the Times when Mad Dog was caught. If Mad Dog was caught. At 10 a.m., one of Cole's henchmen stopped by to pick up the car from its wash. He was immediately taken into custody. He barely made it out of the parking lot before he flipped. The man they were really looking for was at the Cornish Arms Hotel, just a few blocks away. Five detectives were sent over to case the hotel. A young married couple had checked in on Saturday night, a Mr. and Mrs. Moran. Pressing the clerk further, the detectives found that Mr. Moran matched the description of Vincent Cole. His beautiful missus had to be his well-known girlfriend and gun mall, Lottie Kreisberger. The five detectives posted up in a room across the hall from Cole's fifth-floor suite. They waited. All was quiet for the next three hours. Then they heard a door open across the hall. Then footsteps. Someone was leaving Cole's room. The detectives drew their revolvers, flew into the hallway, and stopped two young men in their tracks. That face was unmistakable. His blonde hair had been dyed stark black, he'd grown a heavy mustache, and his eyes were hidden beneath horn-rimmed glasses. But it was Vincent Cole. And right next to him was his 20-year-old lieutenant, Dominic Tuffy Odierno. They were frozen, the color drained from their cheeks. They were waiting for a blast of fire from the five revolvers in their faces, Revenge from Dutch Schultz for all the blood they'd spilled. Live by the gun, die by the gun. Then Cole looked closer. He recognized one of the men, Detective Turkheimer, who'd arrested him a while back. These weren't Schultz's gunmen. He let out a breath and told Odierno, It's the law, boy. It's the law. The baby killer was in cuffs, but he'd lived to see another day. As Cole was taken in, he joked with the officers, I really want to congratulate the cops on being on their toes. I didn't think you'd be able to do it. 
he was thrown into holding with all his top lieutenants, Tuffy Odierno, Mike Basile, Pasquale Di Greco, and Frank Giordano. His girlfriend Lottie was being held as a witness. He got word that his sister and brother-in-law were arrested in upstate New York, too. In one fell swoop, Vincent Cole's entire gang was behind bars. But keeping them there was a different story. Coming up, we'll look at the fallout of Cole's arrest. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now back to the story. On the afternoon of July 28, 1931, a car pulled up to the curb outside Helmar's social club in Harlem. Five men with machine guns jumped out and opened fire at a man sitting by the window. None of them noticed the children's lemonade stand set up right next to the building. By the time the dust cleared, the intended target had scrambled away unscathed, but four young children and one baby were critically injured. Five-year-old Michael Vengali later died from his injuries. The news of the Harlem Baby Massacre blazed through the city, and the presumed culprit, Vincent Cole, was suddenly public enemy number one. At just 23 years old, Cole already had a colorful criminal record. He'd started out as a hitman and enforcer for hire. Later, he worked for one of New York's biggest bootleggers, Dutch Schultz. When he left Schultz to start his own operation, a feud erupted that left a trail of bloodshed across the city. Cole's habit of kidnapping celebrities, bankers, and other gang leaders for ransom had earned him an unbelievable number of enemies. And now, he was making headlines as the baby killer. After a two-month manhunt, the police closed in and arrested nearly every key player in Cole's operation in a nearly 24-hour series of raids. Cole was formally booked at 1 a.m. on October 5th And later that day, he was indicted for the murder of Michael Vengali. But arresting him was the easy part. As the murder trial was winding down that December, Cole's defense soundly discredited the prosecution's only eyewitness, George Brecht. Under cross-examination, Brecht admitted to being a professional witness, former diamond thief, and one-time mental patient who had only testified against Cole because the prosecution paid him. Just like that, the case collapsed, and Vincent Cole was back on the streets. For the next two months, Cole was under constant surveillance, but the police didn't get a chance to bring a new set of charges against the baby killer. Gangland justice was served first. On February 8, 1932, Cole was shot to death in a pharmacy phone booth. 
presumably on the orders of bootlegger Oni Madden, the proprietor of the infamous Cotton Club. Cole's death marked a turning point in the New York crime world. Within the next few years, every other member of the Cole gang was either killed or imprisoned. His longtime rival, Dutch Schultz, was murdered by the Italian Mafia in 1935. After that, Oni Madden, the last remaining gangster of the bootlegging era, signed over his businesses to the Italian Mafia and fled to Arkansas. The chaotic gang wars of the Prohibition era were over, and the careful organization of La Cosa Nostra was here to stay. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more about Vincent Cole, check out the ParCast original, Kingpins. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Liebeskin, Maggie Admire, and Travis Clark. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Kate Gallagher. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 